So Finzar, you sure. are one of the most prolific video editors and uh, tutorial makers on YouTube in the gaming space. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Oh, thank you, man. I'm doing doing very well. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's, uh, it's exciting. I don't usually come on podcasts, but this is my second one I've been on now, and uh, it's very exciting. Ren, Ren's Reviews has spoke very highly of you, and I, I oh, love that episode. Oh, that's very kind of him. So I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I feel honoured then. I, I hadn't realised you've only been on one before. That is quite an honour then. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay, so currently you're sitting near 120,000 subscribers, which is obviously pretty high considering you started less than two years ago, right? That's right. Yeah, I started in May on 2019. Um, yeah, oh my God. Didn't think I'd be here, that's for sure. At like 120. It's mad. Yeah. <laughs> how different does how different does it feel to the lower numbers at all or are kind of do you feel the same or what's different i'll be i'll be straight up with you tom it feels very doesn't feel very different at all like the only difference is that you're taller like it, it's kind of like um i imagine it like it's like an addiction like your tolerance for these <laughs> things kind of like goes it just it keeps rising like every time you hit like a milestone it goes like i don't know like ten thousand. you're just like oh fuck i got to ten thousand, and then that becomes the new normal again and then it's like the next one and then that becomes normal again and then all of a sudden it's just a constant uh, you know like it always feels normal nothing ever really kind of smacks you as like oh this is wild and crazy until you really think about it and sometimes i have to like pull myself aside and just be like finn you're on 100k that's crazy like and then it feels good <laughs> that's yeah i hope that answers your question <laughs> yeah no that's interesting actually because that kind of brings in the hmm there's always something else there's always something else it's never it's never quite enough yeah. and that might be perceived as somewhat negative I'm not sure. Yeah, abs- absolutely. If someone was saying, if I was like watching someone say this, who's got like a million subscribers and they're just like, oh, it's like nothing really. I'd just be like, what a, what a dick. Like, <laughs> like what a twat. But, but it's like until, until you start like getting higher numbers. Cause if I, if like a year ago I told myself that I was going to be at hundred K, I would shit myself. Like I would f- actually shit myself. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, yeah, it, it would be crazy, but it's just, because it's such like it's not just like a overnight thing it's it's slow and you've worked for it and like um some part of me is kind of just like okay well this is it's because of this that i'm here and therefore it's not such like a, a massive shock uh that i'm trying not to sound douchey but um it's like it's really hard when talking about like numbers to, <laughs> no, to not no, sound that, douchey. <laughs> no you don't sound douchey at all sorry that was bad uh phrasing on my part what, what i meant no, no, was more um fine uh in terms of i get i guess the the mental of like the, the mental health the effect on you personally if if it never feels like quite enough do you know what i mean I, I worry that that might be negative for you no i i never really think about it like that to be honest it's more i get i guess the mindset of not really thinking about it too much is probably the best thing for me because like by not focusing focusing on it as like a huge number therefore i don't have like these crazy expectations in my head that i need to meet if that makes sense like i feel like if i was if i was really on like keyed onto the fact that i had like a hundred thousand subscribers like every day and i was just like going crazy about it um i feel like that would be really unhealthy compared to compared to just kind of accepting it as it is and being like okay well i'm still gonna make content that i would make if i was on 100 subscribers or 50 that kind of thing 
So mm. that's the mindset that I'm in mentally. Well, one of your, uh, at least in my opinion, one of your best series, which I really enjoyed, um, which is your kind of gaming editing tutorials. You actually did when you were under 10k, and they're at reaching nearly a million, a million views now. Like they're really well re- regarded. The comment section is full of big YouTubers all saying, "Yeah, this is my go-to." Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like that, that is pretty crazy. One of them's on like 800k views or something, which is like I did not intend for any of that to be honest. I the the first. I think the first how-to I made, I was on something like, I was on like 200 subscribers or something. And I, I only made it because I was bored. Like, <laughs> that was it. I just like, I was like, what What should I make? I'm kind of tired of doing gaming videos. I might as well just like make fun of the thing I'm doing a lot of, which is editing. And um, yeah, and then suddenly people started really liking, like, they, they actually kind of like learned from it. And I, my intention was not to teach people with that video. It was to like make fun of editing. Um but in like in turn, I, I accidentally taught people how to do something apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, it was a weird journey to get, get to this now where I'm actually doing tutorials. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what do you enjoy more? Did you enjoy the making the gaming style content more? Or do you think you enjoy making the tutorials more? Definitely the gaming stuff. Like when, when I was doing gaming videos, which I, I don't do gaming videos anymore. Um, but when I was, that is that is what I love to do. Like more more than the tutorials, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Are there any regrets there? Or? Not really. No. I mean, uh, I, it's it's kind of like, it's like the. No, God, I don't. I'm not sure how to answer that. It's like. I'll say it, but maybe don't put this in. Like, <laughs> it might it might be. Uh, like I wish I I kind of wish my gaming videos did better than my how tos at the time, but right now I'm really glad that it was the how tos that did better. But at the time I was just like, oh man, why is my fucking gaming videos doing better? Like why the how tos? Um, so yeah, I was never I was never really like too. I wasn't ever too happy about the the how to videos. Generally speaking, like they were they're okay to make. But um, there's because they were being requested so much that I felt like I, I should do them. So that's the reason I did do them. Like, I guess around the time I was doing like my subtitles one and my transitions one. You can put all this in, by the way. This is like, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was around like the time of those ones, which I was just kind of like pumping them out to pump them out. Not because I really wanted to. It was like, I was doing it because I thought they'd do well. Um, which might be seen as like, sad but at the time i was quite happy doing them like it didn't it it wasn't like any skin off my back kind of thing like um they were doing really well which made me very happy to see my channel grow um but yeah a little bit of sadness actually that my gaming videos didn't quite take off but i guess that's just kind of like normal and gaming is so heavily saturated so like there was honestly a very very slim chance that was ever going to happen but yeah I hope that answers a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's interesting. Well, I think something I've heard recently about the gaming space, at least, is at least at the moment, sometimes it's not quite enough to be an individual. And so that's why some people are kind of grouping together, particularly we see this in Warzone a lot, right, where it's four YouTubers and then you can kind of recycle the content each between four. And you actually have kind of a group of guys that that you play with often. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, me and Rizzledigs... in particular we we played a lot of games together like 
uh yeah like cod for example we like the day that came out we like planned to take days off of work at the time because we were like we were like we need to make a video on this the day it comes out unfortunately like the beta had been out for two months before so everything had already been done but we were just like no 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 it releases so we got to do that um but yeah in, in essence yes like having someone to do it with 100 percent, like that um that's a good thing to do if you if you're wanting to do gaming but there's also a downside with that which is that like if you're if you're wanting to do gaming as a channel you you have to kind of let the audience in uh on like in jokes which is quite hard to do uh trying to get it's one thing trying to get your audience to like like you the person making the video but it's like another thing trying to get them to like a group of friends that you're playing with because it's it's hard sometimes uh i speak for myself like watching a youtuber who plays with a group of friends uh, and I watch one video of theirs and it's with a massive group of friends and they all have these in jokes and they're all like laughing at random shit they're doing. And I'm just like, it's funny, but like, I don't know the, don't know these guys well enough to kind of really engage with it, which is something that I got, someone told me that, uh, it was, I thought it was really good advice. Um, and it's kind of stuck with me since. And, um, I've since then wanted to do more like solo based stuff, which is why I think my channel stuck to go that way now, which is like, I'm doing stuff by myself only me in the video really um you know minus a couple of other cameos here and there uh but yeah hope that answers your question again that was yeah it does it, it really does because you mentioned actually i think in your journey to 100k that one of the big parts of it to do with the in jokes is you don't want to exclude the audience i think your exact words were yeah. um get all gordon ramsay up on this you know what I mean? Cut out yeah. all the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, exactly as you say, like if the audience is feeling excluded from something funny, it's not a nice feeling. So mm. yeah, I think you're completely yeah, exactly. right. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to do, especially when you're um, starting out on YouTube, you can't just expect people to be like, you know, insane at making content by themselves. It's a really hard thing to do. Um, it really is. Like, I, I think it looks easy, but it's actually actually takes a lot more than just editing to be able to like make good solo content yeah what do you think the difference is what's that secret pizzazz between any old joe making solo content and the ones that do really well um i appreciate that's a really bored question but uh <laughs> i uh one example i think about a lot um outside of interviews is a video game donkey mm. he is like he's he's such a good youtuber he's so good he's like the he's like he's just so good he's up there as like the top one of the top for me personally um but i don't think his editing's like anything special at all like his editing is just like it's just him talking and it's like a picture on there i think about it i'm just like oh my god if i could only edit like that and get that amount of like viewership and like business coming in kind of thing like it would be crazy um but the 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 key like the thing that separates him is that he's he's got it as a person like he he's so confident and he's so engaged with his videos and like the content he's making i imagine that he sits there and he just like he doesn't really think like what do my audience want to see he just thinks like i'm gonna make this because like i really like nintendo i'm just gonna make this thing even though it's like on paper it's a really boring video <laughs> like it's really shit 
but actually just him like his presence is it makes it so much better and i think that's what it's kind of hard to quantify as like one thing that separates like him from the rest but i'd say it's like being really comfortable with yourself uh, i think you can tell when someone's really comfortable with themselves and they just kind of like don't care what it, what anyone else thinks about it like especially if you're getting high numbers because that then it gets really hard to not care about what other people think um so yeah i think i think that kind of and it makes it kind of bulletproof in a way so yeah i'd use donkey as a really good example of that mm. hmm. well i'd say you um display similar traits in terms of the stereotype of an editing tutorial person very few editing tutorials actually kind of involve the author to the degree that you do you involve yourself in a character far more which i need i know i haven't particularly seen in previous editing tutorials right so, well that's, so like, that's do, nice do I, you to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> well no i just find it interesting because it is it is different it's not particularly done before and certainly not to such a high level and to such a successful level i think people mm. maybe they click for the you know perhaps they click for the oh editing tutorial i want to make gaming videos but they stick around because you present it in such an engaging funny manner and they stick because of the person you know that's nice uh, <laughs> thanks man. I, i'm not saying it to be nice i'm I, just saying it no, to like no, i think that's uh, something that you're doing which is i appreciate yeah. it it's like well yeah i mean I, I like i told you i i started i did not intend for the how-tos to do this well um it was literally because i was bored like i <laughs> and i guess i've been really i've been trying to get back to that point strangely where it's just like um like i i want to i want it to come across as if i'm not I'm not like overthinking it too much because I don't know. It's, it's a hard, I don't know. It's hard, it's, it's hard to phrase it. Um, but yeah, I re- personally, I really liked the way I did that first video. Uh, I didn't even like, I didn't even try. Like it was just fun to make that. That sounds really douchey. It was, it was fun to make. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound douchey. It doesn't sound douchey. Try, I, don't I didn't even try. <laughs> it so doesn't I, sound douchey. I definitely tried. I, yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it, do you know what I mean though it was like the it was it didn't feel like I was putting that much effort into it because it just kind of came very naturally the way that I was doing it I was just like my thought process was literally just like no one's gonna see this um I just want to like shit on editing basically um and that's kind of a play that's like a mindset I've been wanting to come back to because I really like it when I'm in that mindset of just like oh I and I, I did it recently with um this like a, a video a really short form video like one minute long called editor.exe and that shit i can't believe that did well um it's funny I it's made, good <laughs> I, I made it as just like a thing to put up before i put up my how to be a youtuber video because i realized i had at that point i hadn't uploaded for like a month so i was just like i gotta make something just to like tease it and like get people ready for it and that was literally the only intention with that video and then it and then it does that well um and that is that is another example of me just like making something that I f- just felt like making on that day, and and what like people just respond to that. I yeah, it's um, and I I'm seeing that more and more now. Like the the more things I do and like the videos I make, which don't, which I'm like not trying so hard on in the sense that like I've like got these expectations set and I need to meet them. And I'm like, like if I just relax a bit, and just do it. What, what makes me laugh and like that kind of thing then yeah 
they they seem to do well <laughs> yeah so that's mm. a weird one though. that editor.exe video that was a yeah i did not didn't expect that at all so yeah what you, you didn't expect it to do well or no not at all <laughs> no i thought it was just going to be like a i don't know just kind of literally just like my intention was just to tease people about the how to be a youtuber video because that was the one i wanted to do well <laughs> and then when i see this one that's like popping off and i'm just like oh shit man like maybe i shouldn't have put too much effort into that how to be a youtuber one but actually i i really like that how to be a youtuber video so it's great it's a great video that was a nice one that was a nice one to make yeah well to, i mean the short one might simply be because it is short someone you know, it's the old adage of there's loads of viral stuff going at the moment simply because they're either under a minute hashtag shorts or say they're two minutes and yeah. people are like, oh, two minutes. I can spend two minutes on something funny. Yeah. Exactly. It's um, short form content as tends to do like really well because um, you're not asking that much of the audience. It's just, uh, I imagine with my how-to video to be a YouTuber one, like people look at an 18 minute thing and they're just like, I don't know this guy. I don't know if I have time like to invest in that. You know, it's um it's a big ask. Uh that's another thing with like views. When there's a big number, like it's easier for people to click it because they think, "Oh, this this is obviously a good video. Like a lot of people have watched it." Um so yeah, that I think that's a big part of uh like engaging the audience as well as like making them feel confident. In your stuff, which is really annoying, because as a smaller creator, you, it's like it's so tough to get there. Um, I know so many channels right now which have like killer content, like way better than mine, and like way better than most other. Like some of my favorite channels are, are sub five hundred, like below five hundred subs, and I just can't believe it. But the thing is, like it's so hard for smaller creators to grow now. Like, um, just trying to get people on board with like, uh, videos, which are constantly at a low amount of views, like getting people on board with that. Unless that, unless you just manage to have like a thumbnail and title, which is so clickable that they just can't help it. And then they realize that the video is also amazing. Like that's great, but it's so hard to get there, man. Like I really, yeah, it's, it's so tough. You've spoken before about the importance of branding in terms of just thumbnail and title, which um, I think is still probably quite understated, unfortunately, because as you say, you can put all this effort into a video, but if it's not a banger thumbnail title, then, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. It's sad. And it's kind of like one of these harsh realities of YouTube. You just kind of have to accept when you're going into it. It's, um, uh, you your thumbnail your thumbnails and titles have to be like re- really good and i sometimes you'll see people who do really shit thumbnails and really shit titles they do really well and you're thinking like wait what like what what am i doing wrong but it's just like luck of the draw i guess um but yeah titles and thumbnails so important um Oh my god! Yeah, I went. I went to VidCon in my in my how to be a YouTube video. I kind of like went over it. I went to VidCon and I went to this talk, and this guy was talking. He he'd worked with Mr. Beast, who is notorious for his thumbnails and notorious because he's such a huge YouTuber. Like you know, he's and, and I I think 
he knows it so the guy that worked with him was basically saying um mr beast like won't upload a video until the thumbnail is like perfect like it's the first it's the first thing mr beast will do is like go to the thumbnail and he'll spend days on it or, or weeks sometimes he was saying like um so it's it's the i'd say it's like one of, I'd, I'd say it's probably the most important part of like youtube growth is is nailing the thumbnails uh nailing the thumbnails yeah it's it's really really uh kind of soul crushing in a way because you can make the best content and it won't get seen if, if the thumbnail isn't good unfortunately it, most times at least um but yeah I mean, even if your thumbnail is like good it still might not be clicked on um so it really needs to be like pretty incredible uh if you want to like truly but it can't but it can be done like people can pay you you have thumbnail artists as well that that you know do commissions and there are some amazing thumbnail artists all you need now is just like money to do that um so yeah i i recommend anyone watching this that you invest time in learning how to create thumbnails properly 100 <laughs> percent. well you speak from um you speak some three bits of experience actually one is your thumbnails are bangers Secondly is you've got a massive uh, tutorial on how to make banging thumbnails, which is a very good tutorial. And thirdly, you, you've actually helped some some other YouTubers m- making making thumbnails and help it, helping them out, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. Namely, Ren's, Ren's reviews. I've done his recent thumbnails. Um, yeah, it, it, I do kind of speak from... I like to think that I speak from experience, but I, I still don't like my thumbnails very much, personally. Like... Um, Oh my god, I I slave over them. Like I I find it so hard to get to a point where I'm like happy with a thumbnail. I usually go through about 10, 10 versions on each video and they're all they they're all pretty different. Like I sometimes I I find myself like on on my thumbnails folder and I'll just like you know, go through press the arrow key a few times and just go through all of the versions of this like one thumbnail and everything's just like <laughs> like changing. Um it's such a oh it's like a whole other process to making videos um i need to make a new thumbnail video because that the one that i made before is like it's good i I like it and it gives like a good basics but i've got more to say on it for sure (laughs) i like that wow it's so important tom like oh god it's crazy yeah there may as well just be no video creation and only thumbnails at this point like it's (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so important. I, it's honestly, I feel uh, yeah. Hmm. Like I said, okay. a little bit sorry for smaller creators. You know, it's it's really hard to do. Yeah, I think there's a hell of a lot of um, different creative things that can be done in a thumbnail, right? Which perhaps we might not have mm-hmm. as much time to talk about. But say a title, right? That's just words. That's text. What to you yeah. like makes a a title better than another? Uh, hmm. I wouldn't say I'm an expert on titles, to be honest. Because well, I, I worked, um, I worked for a YouTuber who I I won't name, um, just for privacy reasons. Yeah, of course. Uh, he, I did his. He's he's on like I think he's I think he's on like nine million at the moment. Wow. He does gaming content for like a younger audience. Um, the kind of stuff that I would never watch like you would probably never watch i think 
most people watching this will probably never watch. Um, but it was a really good experience because I realized like on a, on a fundamental, like on the core level, like, um, I had to basically my, I'll go through what my job was first. Like I, I had to come up with the thumbnail ideas. So not make the thumbnails, just the ideas and also the titles. So I'd come up with the titles, uh, the final titles and every video he'd come out with, um, he'd send me like the raw footage of and a basic summary of what the video is about. And he'd ask for, uh, like at least three titles and like around two to three ideas, like sketched out designs. And it's like a machine, man. Like, um, that YouTuber in particular, like it's, it's like a big oiled machine, so many cogs turning in it. Like I never knew that there would be someone just coming up with sketches for thumbnails, let alone like, like, I know that someone makes them, but sketching them is like, what? So yeah, it's crazy. But the titles part of that, um, I did a lot of, a lot of these kind of like really clickbaity ones. I had to do a lot of clickbait, uh, for that particular person. And that really showed to me like what does work and what doesn't work. Um, only, but my, I'm, I'm hesitant to say on like a, on a grand scale, because like really that was aimed at a younger audience. And if I, if I, in my videos now was to put stuff like, um, how to edit in like capitals with like, that's going to blow your mind. And like all this, like really clickbaity shit, like people wouldn't respond well to that. Cause they're just, you know, they're more than that. I, I think of, I have higher opinion of my audience than that. So, uh, but for children, it's different because they, you know, you're like, is a battling ground for their attention and uh they can give a lot of attention and that means money in for those youtubers i'm speaking so real right now this is like completely emotionless like it's all yeah like, no it's interesting those... it's, it's good business like there's nothing wrong with it it's interesting to listen to and learn because i think yeah this side of things people don't tend to get to listen to so it's just genuinely really interesting yeah, it was a it's a completely like new part of YouTube that I had no idea really existed. Like that whole like gaming, um, getting like millions of views of video. The amount of money that these people make is just uh, stupid. Like it's it's crazy. Um and yeah, uh <laughs> it's just like it, it is. I wish I wish I could just like listen to someone talk about it rather than having like rather than rather than having to actually do it because it's it wasn't it wasn't that like uh unless you don't mind being someone's like you know working for someone uh if you want to be your own youtuber i nine times out of ten i just recommend really trying hard on your own stuff before like working for someone else it's always good experience working for someone else but um yeah it's i think it's just more of a personal thing actually rather than I don't want to dissuade anyone from working for anyone else. I think it's a good thing. Um, and I've done a lot of that, but like I've come to the point now where I just, I just don't, I don't ever want to work for anyone again. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a lot of experience, but hmm. yeah. Is that just in the, that again. <laughs> is that just in the YouTube space or have you never enjoyed working for other people? Say like, I don't know, in a, in a department store or, you know. <laughs> that's a good question yeah no i've i've never enjoyed working for anyone in my life to be honest um to be completely honest with you tom like i yeah 
I, I've always wanted to be my own boss. Like before I was doing YouTube, I was freelancing, doing freelance filmmaking. Um, so I wasn't technically working for anyone on like a, you know, on a constant kind of basis. Uh, it was just part-time most of the time or just one-offs. And that's, that's just like the way I am, I guess. I, I, I'm aware that it's not like the most ideal for money-making and that's kind of something that you kind of have to, I've had to decide between. It's just like, do I want to make more money and like move out and do all this stuff and do normal person my age things <laughs> or do or do I want to like work for myself and like aim for something big and I guess that's kind of where I got to I was just like yeah I don't don't really like working for other people to be honest uh, so yeah I've, I'm trying to work for myself and I'm finally getting close to it at the moment very close so oh uh, yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed one day <laughs> one day no that's awesome to hear though that, that's really awesome to hear because I think it was um, yeah. Naval, um, who's like massive philosophy kind of um, freedom of time, economics, that that kind of thing. You said the biggest sign of freedom is uh, waking up and your calendar is entirely determined by you. Like you are in charge of your own time. You can wake up and do whatever the hell you want, which by the sounds yeah. of it is where you're pretty close to, which sounds awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd love to. It's a good, it's a good mindset. I, li- I like to. That's how I'd like to be. That's my uh, that's my goal. Yeah, and it also would be great to earn enough money to like live. But um, unfortunately, on YouTube, that's it's a misconception people have about it. It's uh, you just don't earn much from it, to be honest. Like it's um, unless you have millions. Yeah, or you're a channel about money. That's another thing. They they do pretty well for some reason. <laughs> Why do they <laughs> do so a, well? Or do, are they just naturally thing. inclined to? Are they just naturally inclined to handle money well? yeah apparently like it's it's, uh, it's something to do with youtube like valuing that kind of content uh i don't know why so yeah i'm sure there's a very perfectly incredible reason uh for that as as usual youtube um but yeah that's just a, a thing i've noticed it's like money channels they always do videos that say like here's how to make money on like 20k subscribers and it's like and then they show their account and I'm looking at it now with like 120 and I'm, I look at their 20 and they're like on triple what I'm on now. I'm just like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's like every single one, they always make a lo- like a whole load and um, it's actually a known thing. And I don't know why, but it's a known thing that gaming, uh, gaming is, is, is notoriously low CPM, uh, which is, yeah so if you're if you're looking to make loads of money from gaming videos the thing is if you can make gaming videos that do well you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of money but it's so saturated that like if you're just making like gaming videos that are doing okay you're just not gonna yeah once again i don't want to discourage people but it's like if you're if you're in youtube to make money then like i you kind of have to know like i tried going there in my in my how to be a youtuber video a little bit but it's different for like individual channels, but personally, like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Other than the oversaturation, what do you think accounts for the low CPM rate in the gaming genre? I think a lot of gamers swear. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, that's, that's pretty much the only one I know of. Um, not actually a hundred percent sure why it's lower but it 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 just 
it, it, it is like um, my friend who once again I won't name but my friend who works for a really another bigger YouTuber um, he's been telling me stuff about like what works in terms of like putting things in the title like whether you relate it to gaming or like money and everything points towards like gaming just being like a low cpm uh if you're if you're family friendly content um like the person i worked for was a gaming channel and they were very family friendly their cpm was actually really good um so i i really do think it's about that kind of you know what what's the majority of gaming is like call of duty i imagine that like that's probably got something to do with it it's like the kind of blood and gore of it the violence aspect maybe I'm just speaking out my ass, Tom. I have no idea, to be honest. No, no it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, There's something to do with the family-friendly side, though. That that has got a lot to do with um, like making good money on YouTube if you're family-friendly. Mm. So, I'm curious about the um, educational-based ones about money, and I have a very vague mm. spitball theory here, which is there are competitors. Yeah. So, say like, um, oh, I've got the name of it now. Um, what what's the sponsor that Squarespace not Squarespace the sponsor that people do courses on Skillshare Skillshare yeah there's plenty of sites popping up like Skillshare there was I actually applied to a job at a banking one that did economics ones which are essentially site right. paid sites exactly like YouTube that just do lessons that people can click on right. and yeah. there might be kind of a consideration behind the scenes at YouTube which is hmm we can possibly mm. profit off you know if we do purely educational content possibly as a side thing i don't know yeah that's an interesting yeah i i definitely think there's once again like i I feel like educational videos come under that like bracket of being pretty family friendly like usually you wouldn't find a educational video which is i you know swearing i was i was gonna use an example but (laughs) just swearing like it's um yeah it's pretty that's probably why my CPM is pretty low uh, on my how-tos as well. It's like, I'm not the typical, like, uh, here's how you do this, guys. Like, drag this over. I'm like, I'm, I am think I probably swear a bit. I can't remember, like, offhand, but I probably, I do. Yeah. Probably not all too family-friendly. So, yeah. It's, I'll have to look at it. I'll have to look into it more, like, after this. Because it's a, it's definitely, like, an interesting thing to, like, figure out how youtube works and like if you if you're looking to make money on youtube then like you got to look these things up and like figure out what is going to make more and what's going to hinder you making the most out of it you know like maximizing your revenue it's um it's a very complex machine yeah <laughs> uh okay well you mentioned um meeting your friend in in london like and that friendship was entirely started through being youtubers uh, and going to yeah. Raycon together. What's that kind of like to 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 realize? You know, you can develop these relationships with people purely through this this uh, hobby, I guess, of YouTube. Uh it wasn't it wasn't too much of a shock. Like I, um, it it like because I think I say that because like we're friends now. Like we're really good friends, me and Riz. And um, but at the time, definitely, it was like it. I remember talking to my mum about it. She was like, are you sure you should like meet these people online? And I'm like, mum, like relax, relax, bro. Like, it's all good. Like I've made sure we're all kosher. It's all good. Um, which is a really important thing to do. Once again, anyone watching this, like if you're going to meet anyone online, you got you got to make sure that, that it's kosher, please. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like you should just meet anyone online. It's um, no, no, I don't think it was going to take it. It was a life. long it was a long process of like we played a lot of games together, me and Riz. Like a lot. Um I got so many. Uh yeah. We we really went through a lot on games to to get to that point where we'd be like, all right, we'll meet each other. That's fine. Um Yeah. But it was it was crazy. Like it really, at the time, I was just like, man, this is so cool that I'm like meeting someone through doing something that I love, and um, like it's someone that's like minded, and of course he's going to be like a really good friend because like we're we're so similar in that sense, and like he he just happens to be like an amazing dude. So it was a uh, yeah. I feel although I feel like I got very lucky meeting him in particular because he yeah that was like really good timing on Reddit. Uh, I, t- I did I talked about it on the YouTubing thing we met through a, a fucking human full flat post on Reddit which is, is like a terror like oh such a weird a weird meat story isn't it but uh yeah yeah I, I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is um I know people who are kind of scared to dip their to- their toes into YouTube or scared to get started is you never know where it can go and there you go you can end up you know doing this and meeting someone who you end up being really good friends with do you know what i mean yeah that kind yeah of absolutely there seem to be I so many e- possibilities yeah i didn't have any expectations of like meeting any good friends off of youtube like it just started out as like a solo thing um and that's where i was intending it to go it's just like just to be solo content but yeah you just i think that's a good point to make it's like just never have like expectations that are like too crazy about youtube you know uh don't expect that you're gonna make no friends but also don't expect that you're gonna make loads of friends and like amazing friends because it's gonna be di- like journeys are gonna be so different to one another um but if you equally if you put yourself in the right place like you're with like-minded people you'll you'll be able to find friends pretty easily um discord is a great way of doing that um like recently i had a message from one of these one of there's like a a group of people in my discord who are really active and um and i stay in touch with them because they're just really nice people and one of them was like saying like oh man your discord is like i've I've made like i've made some really good friends in that discord and it's like that that was more mind-blowing than like me meeting riz because i was thinking like wow i created a space where like someone could actually have that um like that's nice and they're just putting themselves in the right place to do that and there's you know there are so many of so many places like that um youtubers basically all have discords at this point and um you know if you really love a youtuber and you go and you be active on discord like you're, you're bound to find like-minded people so but yeah i think we were, i think at the beginning that we were saying don't have expectations of things that's the main thing yeah see how it goes <laughs> exactly yeah just like ride the wave bro as a surfer dude would say <laughs> as a surfer dude but well you got the hair so uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is like a weird uh halfway house of like long and, and medium hair i uh yeah I'm, it's everyone i've had so many messages about it, just like dude cut your hair please I'm just like nah, bro. It's cor- it's the Rona times, all right. There's no uh, thing. No yeah, one can like, expect uh, haircuts. Yeah, fuck you, dude. It's <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Exactly. Um, 
You've mentioned okay. previously that um, your parents actually bought you that mic when you mentioned uh, a script, which yeah. is obviously really yeah. kind of them. That's very supportive. Oh, oh God, I hit my life. Yeah. That's really supportive of them. Kind of, uh, are they, you know, what, what did they think of the video that came out of that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I was writing at the time. It was just before I started YouTube. And uh, I was writing a script for a Red Dead Redemption 2 review. Because I fucking love that game. That game is amazing, in my opinion. And uh, and I was writing a review for it. And I, I was like, my parents, they're just like happy to uh, like listen or read anything that I have ready and on hand. And they were wondering what I was doing that day. And so I read it out to them. They were like, wow, that's really like really good writing and really nice to listen to. Um, and I don't know why they bought me the microphone, but they did. This microphone. I don't know why, but they, they just did. Um, they don't usually do things like that. I don't have parents, which just kind of like... We're, uh, yeah, it's it was a very... It was crazy at the time. I was like... that. Hence, partly why I was like, right, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do YouTube. Um, yeah. Sorry, what was, I can't remember what the question was. No, I was just... I guess I was uh, kind of curious as to, you know, to how much they're supporting you and, you know, about this journey. And perhaps they have premonition oh, yeah. of where you would end up. You know, the, a career perhaps built on this microphone, you know? They, that's my, oh man, my parents are just incredible. Like, um, I know that's, there are a lot of people who have parents who are like the complete opposite. Like they, YouTube is like a foreign concept and it kind of becomes a point of like attack when your child is like trying to do YouTube properly and they're just like, oh, you're disgraced to the family. Like it's. <laughs> that's so heavy <laughs> but like see i see i get yeah. that but it's nothing to do with youtube so right <laughs> it's yeah i mean like i'm sure i'm pretty i'm pretty sure my parents like my parents would have the same thing with with something if i wanted to do it but fortunately it was, for me it wasn't youtube and they were like from the get-go they were just so supportive even though i was like doing absolutely nothing with it and i was doing the world's shittest content and like uh yeah, it was, uh, they've always been, they've always watched my, they've always wanted to watch my videos, like, as I'm editing them, and, like, they've, ugh, honestly, I don't think I'd be here, like, as in, at this point, without, without their support, obviously, like, I feel like that's a given, like, it's been an incredible thing to have them be so supportive, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else there is to say on that, other than, like, I really hope that like people can find that somehow. I mean, R- Rizzle Diggs, na- namely, um, he is like his situation at home was the complete opposite. Like, he had to hide everything he did on YouTube um, out of out of fear that like parents would take his channel down, kind of, or like make him take it down, kind of thing. Wow. Was, like, yeah, seriously restrictive. And I, and I like I realized that there are so many situations out there like that where it's like people are really restricted by expectations that people have about youtube especially because there's there's definitely a stigma around youtube like people have asked me during lockdown like if i've met them like walking uh where i live and because we know a few people like around where we live and they've asked me like what are you doing at the moment and i've been like Oh fuck! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> like we're gonna have to it's either either I go through everything about YouTube to try and like convince them that it's a good thing, or, or I just say something else. Usually I just say like oh, I'm just like editing. I'm a video editor. Like, 
that's it and they're just like wow that's really good yeah but like on the on the odd time like i've said like i'm a youtuber or like i do i i've never said i'm a youtuber to anyone in my life and i never <laughs> i never want to like, um i do if i say like someone like i'm doing youtube at the moment then it's a totally like wild conversation of just like they either know someone else who's done it or they're just kind of like okay great man like cool you, okay yeah my parents my parents friends initially were like the my dad told some of his friends about it and uh they were all just like oh it's dumb that's stupid like that's, <laughs> that's like the the dumbest thing like you should kick him out kind of thing and um <laughs> and like but now it's different because apparently having a big number makes it acceptable that's another thing i found with youtube it's like um yeah those conversations have now changed because you know now i can say that i've got a high number how how depressing is that how how depressing is that yeah as you say it's very uh i don't know perhaps depressing that the social acceptability of it is dependent on <laughs> yeah, the number it reminds me exactly of um, I, I read this i can't remember where but it was basically if someone says that they're an artist right the question they get is always oh how, how good are you oh are you a good artist like what rather than oh do you enjoy it kind of thing yeah um yeah and it's almost like i don't know without getting to a big you know capitalism blah, it's it's all about the value that you can kind of provide rather than how much you're actually enjoying it sure as a creator yeah i mean i i definitely think that in my, in my experience at least like the the majority of people that i've spoken to about it they value the numbers more than the like what you get out of it or the value that you give or like you know the content itself um yeah, I, I find the whole thing about numbers quite... Uh, it can be really toxic, can be really depressing. Uh, very rarely is it a good thing to be thinking about numbers a lot. Um, I I don't look at my a- analytics on YouTube that much at all. Maybe like twice a day. Uh, like, wake up, have a look, go to bed, have a look kind of thing. Like, I really, really try not to look at it because I, I've, you know, I've been through the whole process of like updating every like few minutes after an upload kind of thing and it's just really like i I think it's really unhealthy um that's just like that's just how it is with youtube it's so hard not to be like that like if if you go into youtube and you don't go through that phase like what are you like you're not human like (laughs) it's uh yeah you you definitely have like it's a yeah numbers are god so essential but also so like oh, the worst part about it in a way yeah mm. <laughs> yeah well, not goes... i'm not grateful i I've, <laughs> i'm so grateful but yeah it's uh it's definitely worth speaking up about though like numbers on everything uh i respect people who have like 10 subscribers and are sticking to a schedule and just like fucking plowing through that constantly so much more than like a I don't know. Like, uh, I see a, I see a lot of verified channels that just uh, like to comment and like kind of just flex. You know, like I'm verified. I can get to the top of the comments. That's a thing that you can do, by the way. When you when you have a tick by your name, the comments go to the top. Um, therefore, you get like a ton more likes. You can say anything, and if you're verified, you get likes. It's just how it is. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, if it, yeah, I think my point was like I, 
I basically, I, I really respect people who just kind of don't conform by the numbers kind of thing. They just, they'll do it anyway. And because they love doing it and like their content is usually way better when they're like that. Um, when it, when it's for those reasons of just making it because you want to make good content, that's when the content is good. Yeah. Hmm. Just like someone who would make a very well edited 20 minute, uh, premiere tutorial when they only have a couple thousand subscribers right yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's good well i'm I'm glad that you mentioned it in terms of the depressing aspects of it because i've noticed with a lot of american vloggers um i've I've heard the comment before that one just did not want to include any negative aspects uh, about her life about youtube as part of her content and that kind of struck me as quite I'm not too sure, but it stuck with me. And I guess uh, the reason she gave for it is uh, she was saying that people came to her videos and tended to watch it like as a relaxation thing to just kind of relax, right. to rewind and enjoy and didn't really go there to have any depressing realities, I guess. And that kind mm. of, I don't know. I don't know. That was almost quite uncomfortable for me to be like, eh, so there's definitely some negative things behind the scenes, which, you know, so I'm quite glad yeah. that, which obviously she's completely free to, not include whatever yeah. she wants to because it's her channel obviously but um, I'm sure. glad that you include kind of the mental health parts of it where you mentioned going on walks getting exercise looking after yourself that sort of thing in that video that you did yeah I, I think it's so important honestly um, yeah I I mean it's difficult like getting probably if you if you try and keep your videos completely like mental health free and like make it all positive you know the truth is about youtube and like content creation when you're like pouring your heart into videos you it it tends to like stick with you and like you you you're basically putting yourself out there like essentially and um i i can imagine that if if you're putting yourself out there as like this very positive person to to refer to your example like i i imagine that suddenly like that become like it kind of seeps into your like normal life and that's very unhealthy like you in my opinion you should you should be able to like you know come to terms with these like realities of of these things which i'm sure your person does uh but i can totally imagine that being positive on youtube all the time has got to be fucking hard like i couldn't do it oh my god no like satire is my my haven in my videos like i i need to make fun of things otherwise otherwise it's just boring (laughs) 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 yeah it's like Uh, mm. i think that's the best way i could say it yeah i don't want to sound like god i'm trying so hard not to sound you're not saying that like a douche at all i I can assure you that don't sweat it don't sweat it at all well i I think people listen to this for the realities behind it so i think this is what they're interested in you know Mm. and um of course when something is a bit more i don't know truthful or business focused there's always going to be some realities behind it all that's a bit like oh shit so don't don't sweat it at all um okay in in terms of you saying that um your humor was very um satirical you actually did one quite recently which i really liked which is your dragon's den parody which um the production quality of that was mad so uh, i was wondering if you'd you'd, uh like to talk a little bit more about having what like a hanger or something to film in like having all these sofas all these props or having all the lighting like how did that all go down 
All right. So I, I have uh, three lights uh, that I own from ages ago. This is from like freelancing days. So I've had them forever. Uh, really good. Just LED panels. Um, the hanger I my is a friend of the family's. We we don't own it. It's a yeah. It's a. I would not explain that to them. I would not be like. This is what I film by the way. This is like show them Finn's den. Oh my god. No, that was um yeah, that's just been a very convenient space. Uh so no, it's one of these things like right time, right place kind of thing. Like he he said that he the guy said that he had it available for us. Um as a he said it to my dad and my dad was like, Finn, like there's a warehouse, you know, could you use it? And I was just like, Yes, I can use it. Like give that to me now. Uh, unfortunately that runs out in June like I, I can only use it up until June so I'm really I'm pushing shit out like we're in that warehouse I'm making the most of it that Finn's Den video was literally just like I want to make the most of the warehouse like I'm gonna do this fantastic um, video thank you <laughs> yeah and uh, I think the the biggest production value for that video in particular was obviously the warehouse is fucking awesome like that's so cool to have um but really came from my brother being there. My my brother and his girlfriend were, were there helping film it all. And I don't know, something about him being there that brings out like my my inner idiot, you know? And uh, I just uh, like, I don't care when he's around. Like I, I want to make him laugh. That's like my objective really when I'm like acting. I say <laughs> acting. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's literally like my... I feel like that's what makes it easy for me to just be a fucking idiot. Like in that video, especially like doing that s- terrible Scottish accent, like, and, and the goggly Finn Meaden one, like that was, yeah, I, yeah, that was probably because of my brother. Like it, that would, it was, it's so different doing it by myself. Um, I don't even know if that comes under production value, but to me it does. Like it's mm. um, having, having him increases everything in terms of like content wise I in my opinion it increases everything like by times 10 so mm. well it's really yeah. interesting to hear that because yeah you came across as very um relaxed and I guess it alludes to what you were saying earlier that when you cared less you kind of enjoyed the content more and by the sounds of it you're kind of a lot more loose to say relaxed and if you're just trying to essentially mess around with your brother I think that comes across really well on camera where essentially the final product is you acting. You care less. You're just having fun. Yeah, it's hilarious yeah. for us as, as an audience to be party nice. to that. Yeah, I mean, the uh, I think uh, I don't know if I've said this to anyone, but like I before I did YouTube, me and my brother, we made we made skits like that. Um, we had we have a series of just we have like 10 videos called Get Out of Here. 10 separate get out of his which are all just like just me and him just like that we never intended anyone to see them except us and um they're all just like oh, they're all perfect little videos like just <laughs> I mean, i'm never gonna release them i don't think but my Touchy. god like they were they were uh yeah i think that's like basically how i'm trying to get like again like that's kind of where i'm trying to get back to is like that concept of just not doing it for anyone but yourselves like i feel like that is really what makes like the best kind of content um personally it's just personal taste everything's personal taste tom you know it's the thing with youtube uh yeah so yeah 
But yeah, that's a that's a big shout out to my brother right there. Like he's uh he oh my god, he's behind the scenes. I haven't credited him for it like anything. I feel feel awful about it. But uh, as far as anyone else concerned, he's just another Finn, really. You know, he's just yeah. Finn. I was I was gonna get on to the <laughs> multiverse of Finns because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't quite seen anything quite like that on YouTube. But you've nailed the one man production thing very very well there. I was wondering if you wanted to talk a bit more about the multiverse uh, of Finns going sure. on there. Sure. I, I'll correct you on it. It's it's called the Finniverse. That's what we the call Finniverse. It. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's it's so a, many. It's an easy there's mistake like, to make. There's something like yeah. what 15? Like there's a hell of a lot. I tried to count them as I was going through, but like there's certainly at least 10. I'm pretty oh, sure. Man. Before I lost count. In, in the Finniverse, there there is essentially seven billion Finns. You could you could come up with any character, like any character, and there's there's like a Finn that's associated with that, like that's the way that me and my brother think about it because we basically me and him we created this like concept ages ago um it's literally just a concept for me and him like that it was for no one else and it just kind of came into youtube uh yeah it was (laughs) it was like (laughs) but yeah our, our creation of it was literally just just for us and we thought that like it would be really funny if there was like uh basically a parallel universe where it's just like everyone's a Finn. <laughs> so dumb. It's like yeah. Oh god. It's, it sounds so like self-loathing and like oh, I love myself but like fuck me. It's just like we just made it because it was funny like um, and that I like that. I really love that people are on board with it. The the reaction to the last video has like made me so happy seeing that people are just like get out of here and like all this shit and like oh it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Do you think it's you'll so do dumb. anything similar in terms of parodies of you know yield uh, classic British TV shows? Yeah, I don't think I, there's there's so much mileage in the Finniverse, man. Like you could you really go anywhere in it. Uh, one one that we're definitely gonna do next, I think, is uh the Godfather, a parody of that, and it's gonna be called the Godfin. <laughs> And the thing is, we've already made that. We've already made it. Like, yo, I, ma- I made made that video about four years ago, and um, I acted my heart out in that video, and it's fucking amazing. It's honestly like the fa- my favorite video, like out of before YouTube. Like, it's so it's so good. It's like it's yeah. I really wish I could share that, but I'm I'm way too embarrassed to. Like, that's Aww. too. That's like that's like too close to to me. Like, uh. Oh, it's, but it's so oh, I don't know man talking about it with you now it's like it's making me want to like release it or something like uh, but I can't it's uh yeah it's very um, but that's the next one it's um it's gonna be Godfin gonna go for a remake really, really excited for that yeah it's gonna be a remake of the Godfin which is El a parody Classico. of the Godfather I like that <laughs> yeah there's like three layers here plus the Finverse oh my god yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's a wild machine. <laughs> a wild machine. Here's quite a, a standard one, if you'll forgive me. But like, say if you if you're going into planning to make a video, what does the broad mm. outline of, of of a video from conception to publishing look like for you? Uh, in terms of like, do you mean like what does the process? Uh, I guess look I like? mean like, say, how do you come up with ideas? How do you refine them? Do you right. script? Do you storyboard? Kind of, how does it all... Okay. So obviously, like, the videos you make are really complicated. The edits are nuts. They're crazy, man. Like, <laughs> I look at them and I worry. <laughs> so I, I'm just wondering what the workload is like for you. 
Um, yeah. So most of the time I'll come up with a script. Um, in terms of like I coming up with the idea, I'll start sort of like stage one. It's like always come up with the idea. Uh, I don't know. Things usually just happen. Uh, like the hacking video, I got hacked. So like that <laughs> gave me the idea to make a video out of it. Um, I wrote, I'll go through that one. Cause I think that's an interesting one. It's like, so the thing happened. I came up with the idea. Um, it's different for gameplay because usually you just, you know, the idea is the game basically. And if you come up with a story about it, that's great. Um, but yeah, thing happened, came up with the idea, uh, wrote the script. That's like the first thing I always do is write the script. Um, and then what did I do first on that one? Voiceover. I usually do voiceover first. So I'll read out the script into audacity and, uh, I'll just put that in and chop it up to get like a rough idea of like how it might sound, how it might look. I might put in the title cards like here and there. Um, then I'll do the main bulk of like face filming, which this is what happened with the hacking video. It was like I, the bit in the warehouse, I did that first. Um, cause that was like the most intense part. Um, and then the rest is just, Oh, it's a mystery to me as well, man. Like I just, <laughs> I, uh, I kind of just, go freestyle on it and I have no sense of structure when it comes to editing really um yeah especially like I honestly I can't say I have a structure when it comes to any of my edits um one thing that I do which is really useful is if I have an idea for something and I'm just listening through the timeline and I have an idea for it I will type it out into like a on onto text on screen so that it's there I've got my idea like there at the point on the voiceover mm, like, so like a like, marker yeah exactly like on my how-to videos a lot or literally all of my how-to videos i'll go through after i've done the voiceover i'll go through and i'll type out what i think should be there uh, which just kind of is basically just like a the bones of the video really um yeah that's it i mean and then when it comes to publishing thumbnail is usually the last thing i do sometimes it's the first thing i do if i have like a clear idea but once again like I'd say, I'd say thumbnailing is probably like the hardest thing to come up with because you want, it's like I say, like, I can't, I can't express to you how important thumbnails are. It's, um, coming up with those is so hard, like trying to get something that pops. Um, there's like a lot of cheatsy things you can do, which like just usually always look good. Uh, like faces, like to do wild expressions, like, uh, you know, just, yeah, exactly. Like any, anything that like, expresses emotion people are usually attracted to robert um, de niro robert de niro why the fuck did that work like what is that what i said <laughs> just slap robert so de niro weird. in the thumbnail and you're fine yeah I know. <laughs> my brother warned me about that he was like he was like man that's not gonna like i'm pretty sure like the first time we did it, it's like why why have you put robert de niro that like makes no sense and i'm just like you know what i don't know but i'm just gonna leave it up there and it worked I was right. For the, it's so weird. It's such a that shouldn't have worked. But yeah, uh, and then and then the final thing is just publishing it, which is so easy. Uh, I know that a lot of people get quite nervous about publishing, and that can be like the hardest part in a way. But for me, like the nervousness comes with editing it. I'm just constantly thinking like what do i what do i want people to see what do i not want people to see and i that's kind of like a form of acceptance you know i just accept that that's how it's gonna go and 
people like it people don't yeah, it doesn't matter like it is mm. what it is awesome yeah. well okay well we'll we'll finish with a with a closer then which is other than sure. of course we, we've discussed thumbnails at, uh, at great length but um if you had to give any <laughs> uh you know pretty standard advice real down-to-earth advice to people looking to get started on youtube what do you reckon you'd tell them uh it's gonna sound very standard and kind of vanilla but really i the, the best advice i can give anyone to that's starting out on youtube is that you've got to make content that you'd want to watch um and you've got to watch it back and you've got to be so brutally honest with yourself if something doesn't work like you've got to just chop it out and also short in terms of like practical advice like short content probably the better thing to do when you're starting out um because it's you're asking for less from your audience unless your dream apparently dream i don't watch dream but his videos are mega long and he grew like stupid amounts forget that bit don't put that bit in just yeah um <laughs> short content's great uh thumbnails really important titles after thumbnails importance um but yeah most importantly you gotta you gotta love doing it man like oh people can tell people can tell when you don't love it you know like if you if you don't if you are not enjoying the video even if it's even if you've enjoyed like recording it and then you're editing it and not enjoying editing it people can tell it's so easy to tell you just know like it's there are videos that i've made which are i just like i hated making them and um you can just tell and they did shit and they just said uh, they're really bad videos um yeah you've got to enjoy it try and get to a point where you can enjoy it please please that'd be it that's my advice <laughs> i hope that's uh, all right well wonderful well i'll say a big thank you then firstly on behalf of all the hundreds of thousands of people around the world who have benefited from your tutorials i think you're probably you've taught more people than most teachers teach in a lifetime so that's uh something significant to to you know come away from but um otherwise thank you so much for coming on the show today we've really appreciated learning from you and hearing all about your story and how you got started over what just the last two years man's uh, a mad lad thanks for having me thanks for having me man (laughs) it's been fun